Welcome to Analyzing with Abby, the podcast where we discuss true crime, conspiracies, anti-MLM, social justice issues, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Analyzing with Abby. Today, we are talking about spontaneous human combustion. Spontaneous human combustion is a process in which a human body allegedly catches fire as a result of heat generated by internal chemical activity without evidence of an external source of ignition. Spontaneous human combustion has been studied for centuries, with over 200 reported cases worldwide, and the first recorded case dating back to 1470. This phenomenon has fascinated everyone, from forensic analysts to physicians to conspiracy theorists. The term spontaneous human combustion was coined in 1746 by Paul Rowley in an article about the curious death of Countess Cornelia Zangiri Bandy. The Countess was 66 years old when she died under mysterious circumstances. She was discovered by her maid after she went to check on the Countess since she had not gotten up at her usual time. When she entered the room, she was horrified to discover the burnt remains of the Countess. Her body had been almost entirely reduced to ash, with only her lower legs, skull, and three fingers remaining. The room was covered in a thick, foul-smelling, greasy coating, but the furniture, including the bed the Countess was laying in, remained undamaged by the fire. It was as if her body had spontaneously combusted. As spontaneous human combustion has been studied, several patterns between cases have been identified, including the victim most often being an alcoholic, female, elderly, and obese. These events often occur near a lit flame, with the room being coated in a greasy, yellow substance. The head and torso would be reduced to ash, while the extremities would remain undamaged. We'll talk about potential reasons why many of these cases share so many similarities, but first, let's talk about some of the most notable reported cases of spontaneous human combustion. In 1954, Mary Reeser, a 67-year-old woman, was found burned to death in her home. Mary's landlady had stopped by to deliver a telegram, but found the door handle was very hot to the touch. She called the police, who discovered her body had been burned to ash, except for one leg that remained intact. Plastic objects in the room had melted, but the room was mostly undamaged. In 2010, Mary's death was officially attributed to spontaneous human combustion. Another alleged case occurs on Christmas Eve, 1885, when Matilda and Patrick Rooney were found dead in their home. John Larson, a farmhand working for the Rooneys, was staying with them for the holidays. He woke up to the smell of smoke and soot on his pillow. He got up and discovered Patrick's dead body lying on the floor. Matilda's remains were discovered in the kitchen. Her body was burned to ashes into a blackened hole in the floor. There were no other signs of fire damage in the kitchen. Investigators speculated that excessive alcohol consumption could have caused Matilda to spontaneously combust, and Patrick's death was determined to be a result of smoke inhalation. 
The last case I want to mention is the mysterious death of 61-year-old Cheney Safin. This is an especially rare case because there are two witnesses who saw what happened. In 1982, Jeannie was at her family's home with her father, Jack, and her brother-in-law, Don. Jeannie and Jack were sitting in the kitchen when Jack saw a flash of light. He turned to see Jeannie engulfed in flames. She seemed unfazed, sitting calmly with her hands in her lap. Jack and Don quickly put out the fire and called an ambulance. She was severely burned and sadly died eight days after the fire. The mystery of spontaneous human combustion has led to many theories as to what causes this phenomenon. Before much research had been conducted, there were some very interesting and unusual beliefs. Some believed victims of spontaneous human combustion were being punished by God. Others believed something paranormal was at play. Sunspots, cosmic storms, and a buildup of a person's vibrational energy have also been suggested theories. Some even believed a person's depressed emotional state could cause them to become inflamed. Essentially, they believed a person could become so upset that they could burst into flames. Early physicians claimed intestinal gases could be the cause of spontaneous human combustion. They claimed these gases could ignite due to heat generated by enzymes in the gut. This theory was later ruled out as a possible explanation. Larry Arnold proposed a new subatomic particle called a pyrotron could be to blame. He claimed this high-powered particle can pass through our bodies and, on rare occasions, fuse with atoms in the body and cause a chain reaction leading to combustion. However, he did not have any evidence to back up his theory. Another theory was brought forward by retired police officer John Hamer. He published a book in 1996 analyzing spontaneous human combustion and included his hypothesis of a possible cause. He believed victims of this phenomenon are loners who fall into some kind of strange trance which triggers a chain reaction of mitochondrial explosions by releasing hydrogen and oxygen atoms in the body. While mixing hydrogen and oxygen can cause an explosion, they do not exist in gas form inside a mitochondrial cell, so this theory was dismissed. Another possible explanation comes from Robin Beach, founder of a scientific detective agency in New York. Beach theorized that under certain conditions, some people can retain a higher electrostatic charge and can cause a spark that can ignite combustible materials. However, without an extremely flammable substance like gasoline, static electricity has not been shown to cause abrupt combustion. Additionally, a spark is a form of external ignition, which would mean the combustion is not spontaneous. With advancements in forensic science, biology, and chemistry, more realistic theories have been discovered. A rare medical condition called Stevens-Johnson syndrome could potentially be mistaken for spontaneous human combustion in extreme cases. This condition can trigger a toxic reaction to certain medications and can create the appearance of burns and blisters and can be fatal. In 2012, 
independent research biologist Brian Ford suggested that the body becomes more flammable while in ketosis. Ketosis occurs when the body runs out of carbs to burn and moves on to fat. When this happens, it creates higher levels of acids, such as acetone. Ford believed that this rise in acetone could cause a person to become more flammable. While acetone is a highly flammable substance, it is created in the blood, not in fat. Since fat is what burns, acetone in the blood would not cause a person to become more flammable. The most widely believed explanation for spontaneous human combustion is the wick effect. According to the wick effect, humans are like an inside-out candle. The fat inside the body is the fuel source, and the clothing acts as a wick. Once ignited, the fat begins to melt and is absorbed by the clothing, allowing the body to smolder for hours. Once the fat has been burned, the fire extinguishes itself, similar to how a candle burns. The wick effect was demonstrated by Dr. John DeHaan on a BBC program. He wrapped a dead pig in a blanket and used a drop of gasoline and a spark to start the fire. The burning happened slowly and consistently, at intensely hot temperatures. The pig was completely incinerated, including the bones, but the surroundings remained mostly undamaged. Pigs and humans have similar fat content, so this experiment mimics what happened in many reported spontaneous human combustion cases. Since the limbs have less fat, this explains why they are found still intact in some cases. The body has three major combustible parts, the skin, bone, and fat. Since fat contains water, it does not burn cleanly. As water evaporates, it takes some fat with it, which condenses into a greasy brown soot, which ends up on areas with less heat like walls and windows. As I mentioned earlier, there are some factors that are commonalities among victims of alleged spontaneous human combustion. The victims were often alcoholics, elderly, or overweight. While these factors do not make a person more flammable, they could lead to slower reaction time. In 1984, Joe Nickel and Jay Fisher conducted a two-year study analyzing 30 alleged cases of spontaneous human combustion. They found that these deaths typically occur when the victim was intoxicated or otherwise incapacitated, making them slower to respond to the fire. The cases they studied took place indoors, meaning the oxygen feeding the fire would be used up quickly, limiting the size of the flames. They also found that in police reports of these cases, the bodies were usually found near a potential ignition source, like a lighter or fireplace, but that was often omitted from the published accounts. By leaving out a few small details, publishers were able to turn a story about a tragic fire into the story of a mysterious phenomenon. Most likely, the idea of spontaneous human combustion was created due to the spread of misinformation and the unusual nature of these fires. Whether you believe this is all a misunderstanding that can be explained, or that humans really can spontaneously combust, I find this topic fascinating. Before we conclude, here is today's cat fact. A cat purring can actually help regenerate their bones. The purring frequency aids in regenerating tissue 
and stimulates weak and brittle bones. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review, and I'll talk to you in the next one. Music